Welcome to Love Attraction in Action. Thank you so much for joining me on my wonderful podcast with wonderful people who I am so blessed to be able to interview and to help inspire you all with their amazing stories. So today's guest is Judy Cunningham, and she came to me um, from my meetup group, and we've actually met a couple times for coffee. And the first time she told me her story. I was just in awe with this. As she's been through the ringers, guys, through the ringers. And she's so beautiful and so um, this beautiful divine energy. And so, Judy, I'm so excited for you to be here. And I'm not even sure where this interview is going to go. But you inspired me that one talk. So will you please inspire my people? <laughs> and thank you. Thank you so much. You're so sweet. And I'm glad I contacted you. It was um actually interesting how it happened because uh, I didn't sign up for any of your um, uh, meetup. But then one day I saw an email from you. It's like, well, that's interesting. Who is that? Oh my God, this sounds so cool. I need to contact her. And I think. <laughs> yeah. And I thank you so much for doing that. Because again, just meeting up with you in person has just been so delightful. And um, I really thank you. So, um, and again, your journey is so fascinating. I'm not sure where to start, but first, maybe you can tell us about when you, what I ask all my interviewees is how did you come into the law of attraction? When did your journey start around this? Um, I would say uh, I always knew somehow uh, since I was very little um, because I had a lot of things happening to me, but um, I was just scared of it because it will be mostly negative things. It was like I will have a negative thought or it will come into my head and should I not like five seconds later, boom, it will happen. So I was kind of just a little bit freaked out about it. Uh, and it wasn't until like probably um, seven or eight years ago that I uh, started working on myself, um, loving myself. And one thing took me to another one. I became addicted to reading books. And then again, the same thing. One thing, one book would take me to another one and another one. And it's just a whole bunch of information from everywhere. Energy, um, you know, the universe and manifesting and all these things. So I was very fascinated. So that's how everything started. Uh, I started understanding what was going on when I was younger. Um, but I still until this day, sometimes I wonder if it's, I am manifesting something or is that somehow I know what's going to happen a few minutes before something is going to happen. Oh, that's interesting. So that happens to you a lot where you um, kind of can predict something that's going to happen and that happens to you a lot? Yes. Yes. A lot. It's just like a knowing feeling. It's just a thought. I'm not. Sometimes I'm not thinking about anything. I'm just doing something, and it just is there. And then a few minutes or sometimes seconds, it just happened. And I remember mm -hmm. when I was little, it was with breaking things, like something will come over my hand or something, and it will happen. And that's what was so scary because it was most of the things that I didn't want to happen, but then they will happen in a way. Because then I would get punished if I, something was broken or something. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. but then the one that I remember on the most, um, but it's something that I didn't get my attention enough for me to do a research, 
Um, and I think I told you this one before, but um, I was uh, at home at night. My daughter was already sleeping. I was just watching TV. I didn't have shoes on. I didn't ever think that um, something like this will happen inside my home. So I was just sitting down watching TV, and then they stopped, and it's like, put your, or raise your legs, because there might be a scorpion right next to you. And I was like, who who has those kind of thoughts? You know, but I still looked, and there it was, a scorpion right next to my feet. Oh, my gosh. I freak out. (laughs) (laughs) Just based on the scorpion, but also that there's this thought that comes beforehand. Um, So is that, does that something that you now trust? And even then, did you trust it? You're like, well, I better lift my feet. I did. Yes, I did lift my feet. Because again, before that, there were little things or the smaller situations that they will happen. So I learned somehow and interestingly, unconsciously, still listen to it. You know, there were a few times that I would ignore it, and it's like, oh, shoot, I remember I heard, and I didn't pay attention to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but for the most part, yes, yes, I listened to it. Um, I had an opportunity. It was, it was beautiful to experience that. Um, I was, <laughs> uh, I, because I was learning about energy, uh, I had a huge, a big TV, right? I'm talking to my daughter. It's like, well, I, I, you know, I did some research, studied that the TV and all that. It has a strong negative energy in a way. The waves that create, like, what if we just like, get rid of the TV? And she, my daughter, was super excited. Like, yes, mom, let's go get some plants. It's like, okay, let's do it. So I put the TV in the garage, and I wanted to just give it to someone that wanted it. But after explaining why I was giving it away, like because of the energy, I feel like it's not good for people and all that. But if you still want it, go ahead and take it, right? Mm-hmm. So it was like two, three weeks and nothing was happening. I was looking around and nothing. But one morning, I was taking my dog out. I had just woken up. So I didn't brush my teeth on anything. I just grabbed the leash and took her out. But I was taking closing the door again that knowing or voice or something very clear it's like hmm if I was you I would either brush your teeth or get some gum because you might talk to someone. Hmm. Like, well, that's weird. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like okay but I'm gonna get some gum just in case. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> and she ran out, I grabbed the gum, I went down and there was that guy downstairs cutting the grass. And it's like, you need to talk to him. Offer the tea to this person. And it's like, okay, well, I went and I said, sorry to interrupt you. Um, I mean, this is going to sound weird, but never know. So I have a TV and I explained to him the whole situation and all that. And he just looked at me weird. And he was like, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. He's like, what? He's like, well, here's what happened. We just bought a TV, a big TV. And my son broke it yesterday. Oh my and my wife was so sad that we couldn't afford another one. Oh. And we didn't know oh. when we were going to have another TV. Uh-huh. And here you are offering me a big TV. And we went and looked at it, and it was the same kind of TV. <gasps> wow. 
So wow, that was like, that. oh my gosh. That is so cool. Okay, you must have other stories. Do you have other stories for us? This is so amazing. I love it. <laughs> yes, but not in that. Uh, no, let's see if I can think of another one. No, I think. Oh, yes, I have a huge one, even though this one is kind of crazy. Uh, I didn't know exactly what, what was going to happen, and that happened in Colombia. So one day, I was, at the time, I was working as the, I don't, I don't know the name of that, um, you know, the, the people that go and, and um, uh, make sure that merchandise at grocery stores are in order and they, they have sufficient merchandise and all that, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. So I was going to different stores. And it was a Saturday. I got up there in the morning. I had to go like uh, four or five stores. But for some reason, when I was up, it was like, I knew that was something was different. Uh, I cannot express the feeling, and I didn't know what it was. This time it wasn't like a clear message that, okay, this is what's going to happen. It was more like feeling weird, like different, like I was here, but I wasn't here. And it was like, I went to the stores and everything, but I feel like sometimes I will talk, I will speak, and People will not hear me. They will ignore me. Like, I wasn't there at all. Mm-hmm. And, and the feeling started increasing so much more. And I was going to have lunch. Um, I was crossing the street. No, I take it back. I was going to a different store, but it was close by. So I was walking by, and this thought did occur uh, um, or past my head. And it was like, is it that I'm going to die today? Is it that maybe a maybe a car a bus is gonna hit me? Because the feeling again, I cannot explain it, but it was huge. Uh-huh. And and again, the, the thing that sense that even when I was talking, it was like I didn't exist and people couldn't see me or hear me. Mm. So uh, I went to the last store that we had. We were supposed to have a meeting at the company I was working for. I had I only went there like just one time to um, sign the paper, the contract for me to start working. That's it. So I didn't know anyone over there. But the vendor was supposed to pick me up at the store, and we together were supposed to go to the company. So we got there, and even when he parked, I looked around, and everything was different. It was like being um, in a like in a movie, in a sense, where everything is gray hmm. and a little bit cloudy and empty and silent. Like every, you can hear everything, but at the same time, nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like a ghost town kind of thing, mm-hmm. but everything was gray. And the feeling was even stronger. And I was like, what is this? Uh, what is this? And I got out of the car, and I knocked on the door. And in Colombia, most of the doors are metal. They're not made of wood. They're made of metal. Mm-hmm. So the guy that picked me up started just checking the tires of the car. So he wasn't right next to me. So I knocked. And the guy was like, who is this? He's like, well, I'm, you don't know. And what, <laughs> what do I say? <laughs> so I didn't answer, but I did knock again. And... Uh, <laughs> 
keeps saying it, who is this? He's like, well, um, Julie. And it's like, okay, so he opened the door. By the time he opened the door, the other guy that worked there, who had been there for a long time, didn't recognize the guy, but didn't say anything. So I looked inside. We didn't go inside. But I did look, and there was nothing, nothing, no one over there. It's like, oh, it feels weird. Mm-hmm. And um, it's like, yeah, come on in. It's like, okay, and I look inside, and nothing. So we step in. They close the door. I walked a little bit, and um, I looked back, and there was a guy behind the door with a gun. And oh. he was pointing the gun to the vendor, to the guy that picked me up. And I was like, oh, my gosh. I, even at that point, I, I thought that it was a game, that they were just being funny. Mm-hmm. Um, but, then, but then when I looked uh, inside of the company, there were a whole bunch of guys that came out of there, all with guns and rifles and all that. And they were insulting me because, um, because I was looking at them. Uh-huh. Uh, and then when I turned again behind me, the guy that had the gun was right next to me and put the gun, which was a silver, very beautiful gun. He put the gun on my head mm. and they started insulting me. But the craziest thing is that when he put the gun on my head, the feeling was gone. The whole weird thing that I, that, that, that I had the entire day, gone. Uh-huh. But I wasn't really scared. It was a lot of peace within me. And I was more like, oh, the only thing that I said kind of in my head is like, oh, so this is what was going to happen with that same tone of voice, you know, uh-huh. <laughs> that look. Oh, okay. And they pushed me inside and they took our clothes off and they had a lot of people in there. And it was just like in the movies, you know, when you watch the, not even movies, but news, they are holding down the floor, the floor, the floor with their heads covered with their own shirts and just their underwear and all that. Um, what saved us that day is that there was another girl that was running late. And uh, she knocked at the door, but she said that when she, every time she knocked at the door, the door had a tiny, tiny hole and she was used to look inside. And she looked right when the guys were going to um, apparently shoot us or kill us, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so she started kicking the doors and, and screaming the police, the police, and they got scared. But while I was, they took me to the bathroom and they put me in there with other people. But it was the, at the same time the most beautiful moment of my life because <sighs> it sounds weird. I wasn't afraid. I was, I closed my eyes like, okay, well, I guess I'm finally going to meet God if he exists. You know, well, I'm about to find out. (laughs) And I closed my eyes. I did see a flash of my mom, my sisters crying. I saw myself like in a coffin and they were just crying around me. And then it happened very fast. Like my whole life, I saw it. I can't even explain it how, but it's really fast. And then I said again, okay, here I go. I'm on a meet God. I closed my eyes, but I 
swear to you the peace that I felt within me, it was huge and so beautiful. But then again, nothing happened. They got scared and um, they left. Um, we waited there for a little bit and then finally someone came in and started screaming and looking for people. Uh, we started coming out and, and looking for our clothes. Um, wow, that is an amazing, crazy story. <laughs> I'm just, I can't believe you lived through that. Yes, I know, right? Um, it, it, I remember that we had to, I had to walk a long distance to go back home. I mean, get in the bus and then go home. And it was a long ride in the bus too. It was like an hour ride. Um, but I was numb after that. Like still there was no pain or nothing. Everyone, it was funny at the same time, everyone was just looking for the clothes because we didn't know where they were, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and everyone just looking for the clothes. And once we were dressed, like we, we put a, a big group together and we walked outside to each one, each one go to their own place. And um, I got in the bus and still nothing. I sat down and finally it was like something hit me and I started crying. I came home and my sister was there and she, are you okay? Are you okay? And it's like, I couldn't talk. Mm-hmm. And it was like an hour before I could actually say something. I was just crying and crying and crying, but not, no voice will come out of me mm-hmm. for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I guess I was out of the, uh, I don't know, uh, what is it? Fight and flight. Uh, thing. Yeah. Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, um, have you heard of the the book Left to Tell? I can't remember the name. She's uh, from Rwanda. It was during the Rwanda genocide. And she survived in a small bathroom. I think there were like maybe 17, a lot of women in there. I can't remember how many. Oh. Yeah. Well, and Wayne Dyer talks about her. Okay. Maybe is it, is it the same one that is on the video? Um, uh, the second one, not the secret, but the heart, the secret of the heart or something like that. I don't know. But, it, but that what she had when she was in that, in that space, knowing that she could be murdered any moment, mm-hmm. um, she had this deep divine connection to Christ and to spirit. And, and it's that calm yeah. that kept her in that, in that really that calmness probably she believe I think reading the book and what she says mm-hmm. could have saved her mm-hmm. and having the praying and believing in spirit to keep her safe. Yeah. yeah. Miraculous things happened to her because wow. she was so attuned. And so your story reminds me of that. Cause you had that moment of peace mm-hmm. and just yeah. acceptance and Oh my gosh, how powerful is that? <laughs> it, it was. I mean, I, I, I still tried to figure out uh, tried to express the feeling, but it was, it was, uh, for me to have that the entire day, you know, and nowadays I know it's like, well, am I going to die today? No, I don't think so because I don't have that feeling. <laughs> I think uh-huh. I will know if I'm going to die, you know, <laughs> but I so, do have, go on. What was that? It's like you almost, pre- you felt like you were going to die. Like you said that at one point, am I going to die today? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I guess in a way, um, I have a feeling too that since I was very little, I had someone with me and they have always been trying to communicate in a way with me because for some reason too, when I was younger, I I was by myself a lot at at, at our place, the little apartment that we used to live. And I was, my sisters would go out with their friends and I was always home alone, even 10, 11 PM. And I was still alone. And one night, uh, 
my mom had a, a round uh, dining table and the chairs, each chair, when you will sit down, it will make a noise that you knew someone was sitting down, right? Mm-hmm. And that one night I was alone and, and someone really sat on the other side of the chair and I was freaking out and I, did, I didn't have a place to go. So I sat on the chair and I was, and I felt the presence staring at me like mm-hmm. very deep and my cheeks started turning red and everything. And then suddenly I felt the touch on my leg. Mm-hmm. Like someone had touched my leg. And I was like, of course, alone, little kid, not knowing what's going on, freaked out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I do believe that we always definitely have someone in a way uh, watching over us, taking care of us, you know. Uh, my mom had another story, too, at that time. Uh, she used to get uh, home from work very late. And one night she said that she got out of the bus. She had to work for a little bit. And then a guy, I don't know where just was right next to her and told her, okay, you need to walk really fast and open the door, get inside your house right now. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then she's like, what? And when she said what, the guy was gone. <gasps> like wow. nowhere to see it or anything, nothing, nothing, nothing. What happened? Nothing. I mean, she got at home and then she just remembered this guy showed up in front of her pretty much out of nowhere, told her that, and I don't know where disappeared. And she ran. She, I mean, she got inside the house fast. Mm-hmm. But I, I guess, again, we all have different stories at some point of our lives where we have those uh, miracle things or, or, or beings in a way or, or something that tell us, you know, mm-hmm. something protecting us and all yeah, that. Yeah, but I don't think everybody has as clear as you guys have. <laughs> I don't have that. <laughs> Because you've other stories where you felt something touching you. Like that seems to be a sense you, you get sometimes. Yes, yes. Um, again, I don't know. It's just me in a way. I also had many um, sleep paralysis. I don't know if you know about mm-hmm. sleep paralysis. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, the first one I had, I must have been Really well, can you explain that to people who may not know what that is? Yes, yes. Sleep paralysis is that um, when you, you're you sleeping and you know that you're laying down, uh, you know where you are, but it's, you cannot move your body. It's like uh, apparently what happens is that your brain is awake, but your body is not. So mm-hmm. even though your brain is awake and you're telling your body to move, you mm-hmm. cannot move. It doesn't matter how hard you try it. Mm-hmm. And, and sometimes you hear noises like a loud beep c- getting closer to you or some other times like uh, um, voices or, or voices that don't make any sense. It's just like static, you know, mm-hmm. uh, it's very scary. So the very fr- the first time that happened to me, it was like I was in the dark. I couldn't move. And then like a skeleton face just going towards my face really fast. Like I can, I can still see it in a way. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until it was right on my face that I was actually finally finally able to move. Mm-hmm. And again, when you wake up, it's like everything the way you you knew you were laying down and where you were is correct. Is is exactly what you. Uh, uh, so it's not like you're sleeping and you're having a nightmare kind of thing. You're actually your brain is actually awake. And I know that because one time my mom and my grandmother were already awake. They were uh, sitting in a living room and I was in the bedroom, but it was connected right next to each other. But it was like, even with my mind, my eyes closed, I could see them. I could hear them talking. I could hear the music that they were playing. But again, I couldn't move at all. <clears throat> and I knew that at the same time, if I wouldn't, if I don't, I wouldn't do my best to move that I will die, even though that's not true. You know, it's just our thoughts that keep us there. 
Uh, and then I woke up and sure enough, my mom was there. They were the song, the same song that I was hearing. It was there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. but that same experience, the most beautiful one that I had was when um, I told you that my uh, first husband passed away when I was three months pregnant, and um, it wasn't easy. Of course, it was a lot, th- a lot of things going on at the same time. Uh, you know, being a widow, being pregnant, no job. We couldn't uh, fix my papers for in, um, immigration. So I was illegal, no job, no money, no family, pregnant. And my husband had just passed away. And no place mm-hmm. to live, by the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was tons a lot. And um, But one day I was at a friend's house and um, the same thing happened. I was laying down, I fell asleep, but suddenly my brain woke up and I couldn't move. And I started to panic uh, you know, get just really scared, and I was doing everything possible to move, but nothing, I couldn't. So suddenly I just heard a noise, like a beep, really loud, getting louder and louder, but when it was close to me, it was gone. But when it was gone, it was my, my husband's voice, and he told me, Judy, you need to calm down. I promise you, everything is going to be okay, but I need you to calm down. Everything is going to be okay. And I still remember those exact words in my ear, the voice of my husband, who at that time I was already like six, almost seven months pregnant. Mm-hmm. And uh, to hear not being able to move or anything like that, but still hear his voice telling me those things. So and did that do change you a lot? I mean, did that give you courage to keep going with that moment? Was it a turning point? I was... Um, I was scared when I was finally able to move. I was scared because again, it wasn't, I don't know why I never, even though I had those strange experiences, I never did a research about it. You know, I never, it never occurred to me to read about it, to figure out what the heck was going on. I was just more scared and I guess letting fear control my life. Mm. Because I was doing that for many years. So I let my fear, uh, control my life my life completely and entirely you know I will not go out I will not talk to people I will not do anything other than be scared mm-hmm. you know and I think I'm being negative super negative super down super um like a huge victim and depressed and everything at the same time um and I know at some points in our life we have our, our reasons right but then I know now that the way I was uh, being with myself and being scared and living out of fear and being negative and all that definitely created a lot of those situations, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, that that it didn't feel like it was helping me at all. But now I know that <laughs> each one of those experiences were there to help me. Okay, are you going to get out of it now or are you going to keep doing the same thing? You know, and I was stubborn and I was like, well, I'm just going to stay here and suffer and cry and be miserable. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> and again, it wasn't until eight years, seven, eight years ago that that um, I was tired of being in that cycle. And that was when I realized, okay, I'm in a cycle. I I, I can see that now, but what is it? why is it I'm, that I'm in a cycle? What I've been doing? So I started looking at my life. It's like, okay, it seems like I do this and I do this. Yeah, I keep doing this. I keep doing it. When I meet someone, I keep doing the same thing. I keep taking the same actions over and over, like a robot, like literally always doing the same thing, always thinking the same thing, always just living the same way, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, well, that's definitely a cycle. Okay, so... What, what is it that is causing that, that, that cycle? It's like, well, 
the, the first time that that question is, am I loving myself? Or why, why no one can love me ever? Mm-hmm. And, 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 and the person that actually kind of loved me one time in my life, he dies. It's like, what is it? And then it, it just another knowing that, oh my gosh, I, do, I don't love myself. Mm-hmm. Like, what the heck? <laughs> mm-hmm. How, how is someone going to love me if I can't? I personally, I care, you know, me carrying this body, mm-hmm. having to carry it for so many years cannot accept it mm-hmm. you know so how do I expect stranger or someone else outside of me to appreciate it so um, when you started loving yourself did you find a big turn in um your life and what, what happened oh my gosh huge 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 I was amazed and, and, and I guess that's why the way now I, a lot of times people cannot stop me talking because it's it's amazing um the first thing I did uh was uh I got a, I found a book that says letting go but at that time I thought it was letting go of someone you know at a person that you care so much and they just disappear in a way and it's painful right so I got it and and it had a meditation in there it said like okay make a cup of tea now sit down grab it you know hold it with both hands feel the heat and now have a sip and Feel, pay attention how far do you feel that heat going in your inside your body, right? And I followed this step by step, and, and when I let go, when I finished that tea, it was a new feeling, a new. It was amazing how I felt. Like there was no pain, even though I was still in the same situation, right? But there was no pain. There was there was just a little bit more of joy for sure. There was that same peace that that I had at that moment that I, I that I thought I was gonna die. That nothing matters, you know, that that everything is fine right here, right now. And, and that was my first step to doing something different. And my body and my, my every single cell of my body appreciated it and accepted it, right? And um, so I kept doing more meditations and um, reading more. I became addicted to reading. And uh, my life was... What I did, I did a test. I do a lot of experiments with myself. Like I read a book and all that, but then I I, I do what they say in the book and see if it's true or not. You know, right. I'm the same way. Yeah, yeah. it's fun, right? Uh huh. So um, so there were a lot of exercises that I started doing, but then it was time to put everything into practice. I, I looked at myself in the mirror and talking to myself, you know beautiful words, positive words. It wasn't easy at the beginning because I was my entire life. I thought I was ugly, mm-hmm. you know, the, the ugliest woman ever. And I, I literally believed it. My body believed it too. And that's why I had a lot of people and relationships that will hurt me telling me, yeah, you're ugly, you know, but it wasn't because they were Not trying true. to mean. <laughs> you're very oh. beautiful. <laughs> but I hear you. <laughs> Thank you. But see, even when someone will tell me in the past that I was beautiful, I always thought that they were uh, making fun of me, and I will be very upset if someone will tell me you're beautiful. It's like, just do not say that ever again. Just stop making fun of me. I know I'm ugly. You know, that's how intense my body will believe it. And uh, and I had uh, I was used to that. Another disciples, I will get up and look at myself in the mirror. And every time I look at myself in the mirror, it's like, oh my gosh, yeah, everyone is right. I, I'm horrible. Look at this. Look at that. I will look for all the horrible things. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I started working, doing all those experiments. I started like, okay, find something beautiful about myself. And I couldn't find anything the first time. Uh, but it's like, I noticed that because the light and the, and the bathroom was hitting my eyes. So I could see a little brightness in it. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, well, my eyes look bright. Do I believe yeah. that? 
Yeah, they look bright. I mean, I can't see it. Hello, they're bright. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I will leave it at that. <laughs> and and mm-hmm. after two weeks, that was the only thing that I could see. But again, even I, even I knew it was the light hidden in my eyes. <laughs> so I could see the brightness. But my body was believing it. And I believed it. Well, they, they look awesome. But one morning, I got up ready to do the same thing. But I was looking at my eyes when I saw that my cheeks were really red and beautiful like I don't know but they were just gorgeous mm-hmm. and I was able to see it I was like oh my gosh my cheeks look beautiful what the heck this stuff works <laughs> <laughs> so mm-hmm. so I started doing more a little bit more on my body touching my body you know and, and when I'm putting lotion it's like I love you and really it, mm. it feels silly at the beginning you know yes. uh, but but uh, and you hope that no one is watching you <laughs> because it looks weird that you're hugging yourself, kissing yourself, but really using uh, nice, loving, caring words. But it was awesome how every time I did it, of course, I felt better, but I will go out and people will be like, even strangers will stop me. And it's like, oh, my gosh, I'm sorry to stop you, but you just have a glow. You're so beautiful. It's like, oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. This is crazy and amazing at the same time. You know, it's because it's so true. What we, what our thoughts, what is what we manifest in front of us. Everything's a mirror. So if you feel that way, people are going to see it too, because that's the energy you put out, mm-hmm. isn't it? And you, you're very tapped into that energy. And have you noticed that too? Like the mirror of people yes. giving, because like, you said that example. But is that in like all areas of your life, or it's day by day too? Well, some days we have bad days. We're like. <laughs> Oh, no one's smiling today. Like, that's the energy you're giving out. We all have those bad days. Yes. yes. And I do. I became very, very aware of that. But it's awesome, too, because then even if, if um, let's say I ha- I'm not having a good day, I'm not being good to myself, right? And I find someone that is being kind of mean to me, you know, or, or just kind of you go to a place and they're being all rude. Right. I learned how not to take it personal. I, I know that is a sign that they're right there telling me, OK, look at yourself, how you're treating yourself right now. What What do you say to you this morning? You know, mm-hmm. and shouldn't know if I, if I look inside me, it's like I'm upset, you know, with myself for some reason, whatever. It's like, oh, OK, so I cannot take what they're saying personal. I actually appreciate it. Uh, this is how I'm doing. And I, I right there, I'm able to shift that feeling because it's like I'm not uh, being involved with the, the the person in a way. I'm not letting it affect me, but I'm I'm uh, appreciated using it. It's an opportunity yeah, for me. Yeah, absolutely. And you take your power back because nobody has control of your emotions but you. And exactly. if you perspective shift and say, "Oh, well, that's just the energy I'm putting out," versus, "Oh, they really don't like me." Very different energy, right? <laughs> yes, completely different. Yeah. And one day I had an opportunity. I was very frustrated because I ordered, uh, well, you know, sometimes the pro- propaganda, I get these magazines for $1, blah, blah, blah. And uh, and it was funny because I ordered, like, oh, cool, I like this magazine, this magazine, blah, blah. Uh, so it was like $4 or something like that. But then uh, it went to, um, uh, what happened is, like, it wasn't $1 or something like that. And I used an account that only had like ten dollars. It's like, yeah, I can use that, right? So uh, it went to the account, and it was like thirty-five dollars. I don't know. It was a huge charge. 
that even the magazine, it was like a scam or something like that. So I went to the bank. I was already frustrated. I went to the bank and it's like, look, this is what happened. I want you to please fix it and cancel that. Just like this shouldn't have happened. I'm not, I'm not even receiving the, the magazines or nothing. And, and, but I was again frustrated, right? Mm-hmm. And nothing was going well. <laughs> I'm telling you, the bank was telling the people at the bank was like, sorry, ma'am, we cannot do anything about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you just have to pay. And then they're applying, paying like $135 instead of $4, right? Mm-hmm. So, so, but while I was sitting down and waiting and looking at this person just typing in the computer, like, wait, wait a second. How am I be with myself? How, how am I going to attract or what am I attracting by feeling this way? He's like, well, I'm going to have to pay $135. <laughs> that I know. He's like, okay, can I shift shift it right now? Like, can I calm myself down and uh, just make a change? So I started while she was typing and telling me, no, blah, blah. I was taking deep breaths. I was literally calming myself down. It's like, can it change? Can this situation change? It's like, yeah, I know it can because I'm calm and whatever happens is going to be okay. So mm. if I had to pay the $135, it's okay. I'm okay with it now. So I, I and I seriously literally felt it uh, in my body, my heart, that I was calm and nothing didn't matter. You know, that same peace. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I did that, a woman came out of nowhere. It's like, what's going on? Hi, how are you? My name is this. It's like, oh, hi. Well, this is what's happening and all that. It's like, oh, no problem. Here, we're going to put your money back and we're going to do this. <laughs> and I, I love like, it. Oh, my gosh. Oh, yes. <laughs> And, you know, I, I want to tie this in before we end this um, conversation, which is just so fantastic. We can talk all day long. Yeah. But, I mean, just to know that, that that first story was so powerful about you having that calm, you know, here you have a gun to your head. I mean, how many people are in that situation? Like, not, you're the first I know, okay? <laughs> but if you're in that situation, the fact that calm, and so when you, and that's a, such a good lesson you learn, and it's something all of the listeners can learn from is no matter how bad your situation is, mm-hmm. you find that peace. Mm-hmm. And you can find that peace just by, I mean, how, how do you do that? How do you find that peace? Is there any way to tell people how to do that? I, I literally just start asking questions. I discovered that the best way to stop any negative thought, any any uh, anxiety, any, stop, start asking questions like, how am I feeling? Why am I feeling this way? Where is this coming from? And it's I'm like, by doing that, that, right there. Mm-hmm. Yes, by doing that, your body stops creating hormones. Like, okay, what's going on right now? What do we need to do? Send negative, positive? What, 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 what are you going to do now? Right. Mm-hmm. And then right. by doing that, you, you, your body starts calming yourself down and it's easier. And then again, it, it's funny how we know all these things. Be thankful. You know, we heard it for years and years. And uh, take deep breaths. Stop. Take deep breaths. You know, mm-hmm. and we know all those things. But we really, uh, how do I say it? We don't put it in practice. We just say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know. I know. But we don't do it. You know, <laughs> I know, but I don't do it. But once you really stop, as simple as just stopping and taking deep breaths and mm-hmm. just concentrating in that breath, that's it. Everything yeah. starts changing. It's, yeah. it's really like magic. It, it really is. is. It is. It is. And this conversation is magical. Thank you so much, Judy. You are just amazing. And you never share that other story with me. So <laughs> even hearing that, like on this, this, this conversation, I just, my heart was just stopped. It's like, you're such a good storyteller. <laughs> well, thank you. I have fun. I, I I love doing this. I love, love. My passion became helping people in any way. 
And, and I know these stories help us uh, have hope, you know, change our cycles and, and, and see life differently and enjoy it a little bit more. Because at the end, that's what we all want. Enjoy it life. Is, it is. And so, Jude, if anyone want to get in touch with you, is there any, do you have a website or Facebook or any, any way to connect with you? I'm, they- I'm working on my, on my website. Uh, it's about to be done for sure. And, uh, mm-hmm. But if anyone definitely uh, wants to uh, send me an email with any questions, anything, really anything, I'm more than happy to help them. And uh, again, any situation, any feeling, anything could be as simple as how do I get 10 bucks, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I, I will mm-hmm. help you with that. <laughs> So, and so what's your email address? So my uh, email address is balancing a loving life. And I guess I can text it to you later at gmail.com. So and I'll again, post I'll post it on this podcast so people can look below on the podcast to know so, how to reach So again, it's uh, balancing a loving life. Um, awesome. And awesome. gmail.com. And that will be awesome. But thank you, Michelle, though. That was awesome. It's always awesome. Amazing talking to you. And I get inspired just with your presence. And that's why I'm able to. It's so easy to talk to you and express so many things. And, and I'm thankful like that you like. like. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Yes. And thank you for sharing your story. And thank you everyone for listening in. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. If any of you want to, or have a story to share on my podcast, go to my website at michelle-joy.com. That's M-I-C-H-E-L-E-J-O-Y.com. And I would love to hear from you and have a fantastic day and happy manifesting. Mm -hmm.